Welcome back, Kafka Bond listeners. We're here with episode 87. Tony, we're getting very close to that 100 mark. We are. We are. So you, you always throw a question in at me that we never speak about prior. Yeah, and um, I, thought, I thought I'm looking here, looking at the titles and we've been scrolling through. Yeah. Um, but but we're, we're hitting close to that 100. Yeah, it's, uh, we did have a lunch today with um, Lars Lindstrom, the founder or co-founder of Read Cloud as well. And he was... Uh, podcast in the 70s. Um, so uh, back on the 9th of October, I believe. Yeah, it was. back on the 9th of October, and it's good to see Reed Cloud's uh, share price has uh, doubled <laughs> since, since that podcast. So the reach we have has been exceptional. We do know that podcast was uh, copied across the hot copper, and uh, Reed Cloud has had some exceptional growth we'll, since then. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take the glory. We will. We will. <laughs> Is Lars, it was all because of us. <laughs> so it's, uh, no, but this is a magnificent company, Red Cloud, and it is great to see the realistically the share price where, where as a minimum, it should be. Yeah. You know, they've done some exceptional things there for a small cap they cashed up, and uh, they would hit that $100 million market cap uh, pretty soon, I would suggest. Very much so. So today, Tony, we're welcoming a new guest along, and as our... Our followers would have seen via our socials. Uh, we are welcoming our new senior associate that will be working closely with you, Sean. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. And Tony. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. No, so, absolute pleasure. So we have sprung this one on you, and I, uh, I put in your diary this morning that you'd be jumping on the podcast, and we've just gone over the questions now. So we like to, I think the same with Willard's video, we like to keep it spontaneous and, and see the reactions that we can get. Yeah, I had no idea what to say for those questions. I was thinking about good answers for about an hour afterwards. <laughs> I realised when you said uh, your favourite cartoon is Pokemon, how young you are. Uh, so you know, you're older than my sons, but I thought, I remember my He's son's watching it. Actually, I think, I think my youngest actually still watches it. Uh, what's it called? m a or something like yeah. that? So, so <laughs> I don't know. So, I'm with you, I'm so, with you mate. I, I'm not sure on that one, but um, what's it called? So, oh, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon was the oh, was it, that was Cheese TV at oh, probably seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, eight o'clock. Oh, okay, eight o'clock. Okay, eight o'clock. Po- Pokemon was a little annoying. The yellow thing. The yellow thing. Yeah. Okay, and at one stage, all those people were walking around aimlessly trying to. Spot them in the park. Crazy, not so long ago. Yeah, so I remember that. You have these crowds of people just walking around aimlessly all around the street. Were you one of those aimlessly walking around people? Probably was for a day or two. That was a pretty quick (laughs) fad. It was pretty popular. It was popular. But look, Sean, we'll start off, um, and we'll start off with a bit of background on yourself. Um, You know, we don't have to dive in too deep, but you know, where you're from, what are your interests? You know, what's led you on this journey? Yeah, so from Eltham North originally, um, still living there. So I uh, went to high school at Whitefriars College out at Donvale. Um, and then, yeah, after high school went, completed uni, um, worked for three and a half to four years um, at a, a different financial planning firm. Um, and then this, this year I've done a first year of my, my master's, master's in, uh, it's called the Master's of Advanced Finance, and, and then started here on... Last Thursday, so um, that's sort of the journey, education and career-wise. Um, so we do have a plan, by the way, Sean. When we start somebody on a Thursday, 
we see if they turn up on the Monday. Yeah, if we start them on the Monday, they usually feel compelled to go to a Friday. But if you turn up on the Monday, that's a good thing. Yes, <laughs> I've almost made a, a full week now, so now it's yeah. going going well. I think. And Jamie did let you start just after he. I think he gave me five days off after he completed his no, master's. I gave him two, two days off. I think one day in between. I think. Yeah, and okay. I had, had my last exam on the Tuesday, so had the uh, had the day off between, which was nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> nice of you, Jamie. Uh, unwind. But, Sean, I guess from Whitefriars um, and like anyone at, at high school trying to pr- pr- choose where they're going in the next stage of life, what sort of led down the finance path of studying that? Um, yeah, so I probably didn't pick finance to study straight away. I studied a Bachelor of Commerce. Um, so going to, to Melbourne University, I'm not sure about other unis, but the great thing at Melbourne is that you can touch on a lot of different subjects you sort of jokingly you talk about your breath subjects and some people study African drums as part of a commerce degree um, but I got to study a little bit of law a little bit of economics marketing management um, all, all different areas and then eventually uh, picked finance as my sort of my main focus and my major um, so I got a year and a year and a half of exposure to, to all different kinds of, of things within the business field um, before picking picking finance as, as the one I wanted to, to pursue. African drums. <laughs> yeah. I just see, I never saw that on the subject list of uh, the Bachelor of Economics. So it was, um, it was just... So these, these are called minor subjects when you want to branch out and learn a bit more. Yeah, so you'll take a breath. So I, I, my first year I did criminology um, and then I, I picked the law breath. So it was a bit more related. It was business law for the, the second and third year breath subjects. Um, but some people do some... Some strange ones, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is I, I did have a friend of mine though, as part of one of those minor subjects in Vancouver, and he had to get some credits for something, so he took up tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a minor subject. <laughs> so, and you know, he's fifty-one. I'm, I'm sure he still goes out on the dance floor. And uh, good old Norm from Vancouver, if you're listening, Normie T-Ball, you know who you are. <laughs> so it's uh, Mr. Tap Dancer. So I guess from that, um, you, you said you'd branched out and you actually started working within this industry um, and, and another firm, um, and then you decided to go back to the masters. So you know, I know our industry has to keep upskilling, and, and we're all getting other degrees at the moment. But what drove you to do the masters, and you know, where's that drive for education come from? Yeah, so the masters was something I was interested in pursuing, um, but I didn't. I was aware that it can drag out as a four, six year type endeavor um so i was really keen to knock that first year off full time as a student and i'm 25 now i was 24 when i started and i thought that's probably the the oldest i can be while doing a full-time um full-time study load yeah so um yeah i just thought that knock it off uh one year full-time was hoping to travel a fair bit this year that was another sort of aim that i had um that obviously hasn't hasn't come to fruition at all. I've barely left the house, let alone the country. Um, so hopefully in the future we can we can tick some of that off too. Yeah, well, we're, we're definitely a travelling bunch in here and, and Tony's Tony was meant to be in Italy not long ago to watch Pearl Jam, which has been pushed back another year. But, um, yeah, we, we do like to branch out around this office. Yes, we do. So it's um, always said work hard and reward yourself well. Makes the reward even more worthwhile. Very much so. So, look... 
You've started with Kofk and Bond, um, and with us sitting in the room with you, what you've been, <laughs> what you've been, your initial <laughs> thoughts of, of us, and, and what drew you You're to... You're going to write these down? We yeah. Write some notes here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what drew, drew, uh, drew you to the advert and, and, and Kofk and Bond in general? Yeah, um, I guess when I applied, I got a call fairly shortly after speaking to yourself, Jamie, yep. um, and I was kind of impressed by that. It was a pretty informal call but we had a sort of mutual connection and, and straight away you were um, pretty warm and friendly on the phone so that that was good um, and then looking doing a bit more research into into the company and um, having a Sydney office quite a, a um, some a few different things things that I hadn't seen at other financial planning firms like um, Willard and engagement you obviously take that stuff very seriously I saw this podcast and that's something new for me I haven't seen other places do things like that so um, looks quite innovative uh, and that that was great and then in the, the discussions with you guys since then um, was obviously very impressed the whole, the whole way through and yeah it was very very glad I was sort of picked I guess yeah well it was um, it was the most applicants we actually we've ever had for a job so maybe we can walk out of our heads blown up both of us <laughs> Um, but it was the most applicants we've had for a position. Um, and look, you've started, you've started well. And, and now I guess we'll talk about what you believe in the industry and, and how you feel about that. But how do you see the financial planning industry? And, and Tony's going to touch on something as well. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Tony, actually, looking at a young advisor and, and where the belief is in young advisors at the moment. Yeah, it's really interesting times in the industry at the moment. So the industry is going through a mass exodus of advisors, especially with the new qualifications that are required. And there's a lot of older advisors, I want to say older, they're not much older than me, but they've been, you know, I've been nearly 29 years in the industry now, but um, still regard myself as quite young. But you have a look at a lot of them, they just said, not, not doing it, and they're getting out of the industry. And that's a lot of experience that is walking away, and it's it's going to be very interesting. I think the, it, I think we have dropped by nearly 20% in the last 12 months. So when the compulsory face year exam um, is the end of next December, so this time next year, um, you'll find there'll probably be another mass exodus of about another 25% of advisors. And that's that's a massive shame when you see that. But one of the biggest fears I had in that is how are we going to be recruiting new advisors uh, to the industry? So... We don't have the luxury of letting them go work for the banks for a few years and then recruit them after that. So it was, um, so we won't have that luxury going forward as all the banks have exited the advice. But it's it really come down to then, well, what are we looking for? Uh, we're looking for someone with a bit of maturity, but someone who actually sees the industry uh, for the greatness that we can actually provide clients. So you know, we've our recent. Um, recent two employees being Lucy in Sydney and Sean here in Melbourne um, have been excellent but they've come from that sort of service background a bit of a, a bit of a background Lucy's is different in the general insurance side Sean has had experience uh, with an AMP firm um, charter I think we're still owned by AMP uh, AMP yeah so it's uh, AMP financial planning so um, but basically, there is that mass exodus, and I think that's really scary for a lot of older Australians who are saying, well, where do I go to for advice now? And having young, mature people who do see this as a career, because uh, the industry was bought out of sales, there's no doubt in that. You know, some, you know, well, the first policy ever sold was by AMP. 
uh, back in the 1800s. But it was basically a case of that it has been a real sales industry and as a result had a bad reputation. But I think having a look at the next breed of people coming through, like Josh, like uh, Lucy, uh, like Sean, is actually really encouraging because uh, you do have young professionals who do have qualifications behind them, uh, do have a bit of maturity behind them. And I think it's actually, that's encouraging. The, unfortunately though, a lot of people still don't realise that this can be a career. And I think that's one of the, people see accounting, people see, you know, a Bachelor of Commerce might lead into maybe working in funds management or becoming uh, an analyst or something like that. But a lot of people actually don't see, and same with the legal profession, you, you've got a career path uh, to go down. But a lot of people don't actually understand this as a career where you can actually go and work as a lot of single person practices out there. You yeah. know. So um, from that perspective, it is great seeing the likes of the Sean's and the Lucy's and the Josh's really stepping up in the world and you know turning into magnificent um, givers of advice. Yeah. Sean, how do you see the industry? And, and I guess looking at that is... Don't say full of old men. No. Uh, unless you want me to leave the room. <laughs> but, so, you know, I, I look at it that and, I, and I've always seen it as that opportunity because there is so many advisors leaving the industry um, and, and that talent pool is reducing. And how do, you, how do you look at the industry at the moment? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Royal Commission probably started around six months after I started, six months to a year. Um, so that was a bit of a baptism of fire. And at the time, all the education requirements come in and, and just a lot of turmoil and it's kind of doom and gloom. Um, but then you kind of take this, take a step back, look at it and go, yeah, there is massive opportunity there. Um, people can come in, hopefully do things better than, than people have in the past. Um, and yeah, for a young person like myself, there's abs that's absolutely an opportunity to, um, to take advantage of. So um, as far as where the industry's heading, it's it's... I can't speak about where it was five years ago because five years ago I really had very little awareness of the industry. Yeah. Um, it'd be quite embarrassing how green I was my first day out of uni. So, um, yeah, I definitely like where it's headed and, and um, yeah, just think there's massive opportunity for, for people who can do it the right way and, yeah, for people like myself and Josh and um, Lucy to really buy into that. I think getting the working in a professional firm, uh, I think that's vitally important for young people as well, is having that, um, I've seen a lot of young advisors start their career in the wealth industry in the banks, I'm talking a decade or so ago, so you know, people, Sean's and Josh and Lucy's age, and they were just taught a sales culture. Yep. They were taught, you've got minimum KPIs and products of the banks that you have to sell. And don't get me wrong, there was, there was some good advice there, but financial planning is not about product, financial planning is about strategy. And that strategy, sometimes you have to use product, and that product might be an insurance contract, etc. Um, so when you are brought into that culture and you've got a career and you've done your um, university qualifications and you're being taught to sell, um, and sell to reach a KPI that your master has given you rather than service, um, I think that's where the industry really came unstuck. In saying that though, having these young, young guys today being 
mentored in good firms by professional people who are running professional firms. And that's the same with law and accounting and things like that as well. I just think that's, you know, uh, majorly vital for this industry. When I say this industry to flourish, if this industry flourishes, it means Australia's flourishing. It means people are flourishing. And yeah. I, th I think that's the real key. And it was, sorry, Jamie, I just, I'm about to cut me off there, but uh, Jeffrey Scott, who does lecture at uh, Sydney University, he made the comment to me about two years ago um, that his concern was he had 70 graduates um, over a two-year period out of Sydney Uni uh, to join the industry. And he said, realistically, only two of them would ever be able to be advisors. And I think that was a real shame because people need advice. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just learn the back office you know, stuff. You still need people who can, like Sean and Josh and, and Lucy, who actually still can give advice. And, you know, when you've got great people like, you know, Matt in Sydney uh, mentoring these uh, young people, uh, well, I think that's just tremendous. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's how, look, you know, I think we've had the thought here on the podcast a fair few times that, you know, we've looked at the Royal Commission really as a positive thing. I think it's been unbelievably positive for for Australia, for the industry, and most importantly for every client out there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. But look, moving it's into a lot of red tape in our industry, which annoys me. But I don't, also don't do the admin in here, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just pay for it. That, that's what that's what we have to deal with on this side. But yeah, yeah. Look, I, I agree with that opportunity, and I think that growth in in that role, and and I think the education is a good thing. You know, with you studying your masters at the moment. Um, the deep knowledge that you have that's going to be relayed to clients in the future um you'd be finding some subjects though are, are completely different to what you're actually dealing with yeah look i don't know how much i'm going to use uh, advanced derivatives in these uh discussions but i think my knowledge yeah definitely grew massively this year um from a funds management understanding getting that technical knowledge was great and i really enjoyed i was still working within the industry i really enjoyed learning something theoretical in the classroom but then you know the next day i might be actually applying it to someone's situation or yeah. reading on a fund and seeing um how specifically value investing played a part in their investments yeah. um so things like that it just i think it's a lot more effective learning than say in my undergrad when i wasn't necessarily working in the industry as yeah. much i remember I, walk, I walked in my first day um i think it was smsf and i was like what on earth is that but funny story about my first day and we were talking about it in the office is I, I sat down in the chair and if anyone knows Tony's handwriting, you can't understand it at all. I don't know, I don't know if it's come across your desk yet. Oh, I haven't had to read anything yet. You're going to be working with Tony closely, but oh my God, he handed it to me and both him and Boyana left and they said, just put this in, we'll be back in an hour. And after that, It was a test. <laughs> I started freaking out. I was looking for the exit. I was like, I cannot... I got back and I was like, I, I got it in, but I was like, I'm missing about 70, 70 words out of this. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was guess and plug in at that stage, but you, that's going to be something. But look, we will, Tony, do you want oh, to talk? But I thought, no, I did think it was funny with Jess the other day, who's just started working and she got my first handwriting thing for some invites. And I think she went to you and said, uh, I'm used to reading prescriptions, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's this say? What is this say? What are we it's actually looking at? It's worse than the doctor's. But I understand it sometimes. <laughs> Some, yeah, sometimes. But Tony, I guess for our listeners and our clients, Tony, we, um, Sean will be working very closely with you. Um, a, lo a lot of the new business, but working pretty much under your wing um, and with the existing clients, so they will be hearing a bit from him. 
Yeah, they will. And it's, you know, it does come down to, I, I have very strong relationships with my clients. Uh, but at the same time, we also have a lot of clients and the, you know, 95% of the work that is done after I speak to a client is done behind the scenes uh, by people like Sean. But the great thing with Sean and Josh and Lucy is they can also get on the phone and they form their own relationships with clients as well. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, you know, we've got some clients who, you know, they go to them bothering me. They just go straight to Boyana or straight to Patricia or straight because they're the ones that actually are doing the work and they know that. But it is really important to be able to service as a professional firm to be able to service our clients because you know they they put their lives in our hands, their financial life and their livelihoods in our hands. And I just did a report for Carry On Victoria, the charity we work with, or I'm a director of. Uh, and it's about suicide prevention for veterans. And I said, one, not being a veteran myself, I'm not, I don't understand uh, what they go through. Yeah. But what I have seen is money issues, put family issues, go to family issues. They've already got mental health issues, PTSD. That just exasperates everything. Um, and it is, it is horrendous when you've got some poor guy who's suffering mental health issues trying to deal with the likes of DBA and so these people do put their you know their trust and livelihoods in our hands and it's our job to be able to do it and that's why you know we do have these people uh, where all everyone who works here you know the team here is just absolutely tremendous I couldn't be more proud of them all uh, they're all like family members so it's um, Jamie still hasn't gotten a will but he's trying <laughs> so it's um but basically, it's a case of that when you have someone's entire financial livelihood in your hands, you have to make sure you've got an unbelievably magnificent team who understand that their role is looking after people. Yeah. You know, so it's and when you know, especially our older clients, we did have one pass away yesterday, which was very sad. Yeah. Uh, beautiful family we looked after in Sydney. Uh, he'd been battling illness for a while, but. You know, they're, they're the things that, but the fact is we had to make sure everything was set up prior, and we did. We set it up, you know, with the help of their lawyers um, and their accountants, we just set everything up to perfection so that the family can just grieve and mourn Kevin's passing, not uh, have to worry about what's happening with the finances now. That's what our job is. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you very much today. Sean, I promise that I'll, I'll um, stop springing social media and, and podcasts and, and things on you. You've got through your first week. You're all out there now. Our, um, our clients will know who you are, but I appreciate your time on, gentlemen. And it's we'll nice to have a fellow Bomber fan in here, Jamie. It's time to move on from that. But Sean, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, See you next week.